right, well, hello everyone. Happy weekend. It is good to be with you. What a beautiful week uh, it has been, or a couple weeks. Such great weather. I hope that you had a chance to get outside and enjoy it. And speaking of which, just wanted to also remind you and uh, invite you to our Sunday circles coming up on Sunday. We've been meeting at Parkside Square under some beautiful eucalyptus trees, and we've been having some great conversations. There's been about uh, between a dozen to 15 of us that have been showing up, and it's just been a great time of conversation, talking about the message. And then also we have a Zoom option that's every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. So how did you choose one of those options and connect with us this weekend? Well, we are continuing in our series called 40 Days of Focus. And uh, we have decided to take a set amount of time and really to use it as a time for uh, a personal spiritual growth, to work through some personal um, battles, personal challenges in our own life. And I challenge everybody to choose something, some area that you would like to see some progress in, take some steps in. And um, so we've been doing that and it's been great. It's been fantastic. A lot of people have been talking about the different things that they're working on. And of course, I'm, I've got my morning routine that I'm really working on establishing. And uh, so many other people have different things. Just It's personal, and but some people have been sharing about what, what that's been about. And it's been uh, really fantastic. Uh, where this came from was, you know, Paul was basically saying, you know, when you, uh, when you come to know Jesus and you give your heart to the Lord, it's not like you just put yourself on cruise control and just wait till you die and go to heaven. But instead, uh, there is work and there's effort and there's uh, things that we need to do here. And so he talked about needing to to uh, at, to run a race is the way that he defined it. He's just like it's like a race. You gotta run. He's like you gotta. He's like you gotta win. And here's where it comes from: First Corinthians nine twenty four through twenty seven. Here's what it says: Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. And so over the last few weeks, we've been talking about different portions of this scripture. We talked about the importance of the why, not pursuing earthly crowns or earthly rewards, but to instead pursue the eternal ones, the kingdom rewards, the, the, the kingdom prizes. We also talked about the importance of running in such a way that we, we, we don't run just sort of uh, lackadaisically or just without uh, passion. We don't just kind of run to just to finish, but instead we run in such a way as to win. So it means that we have great passion. We have, we have a great pursuit. You know, we have to, we have to realize that it, it's, it becomes a challenge. It's, really, it, it's work, but it is a kingdom-bound work that we have been given. You know, we don't want to uh, find a, uh, fall into the temptation of taking an easy street, that being a dead-end street. And we also talked about the importance of developing strict training. We talked about that last week, which means if you develop strict training, that means you have to deal with distractions. You have to stay focused. 
all of us, we get distracted so easily, but it's important to kind of deal with those distractions, manage our, uh, our variables in our life, and stay focused. So just take this strict training. Well, today I wanted to talk about the, the portion of this scripture that talks about striking a blow to your body. And that might sound a little bit morbid, but I think what he means by this, what Paul means by this, is that we should expect there to be resistance. We need to expect resistance. When we go through a time like this where we're developing disciplines, we have to expect that it's not going to be easy. That's going to be challenging. And it's something that we have to work through and overcome. It's easy for us to actually, the easy street in this uh, context is that we can easily uh, succumb to the resistance. Once we think, oh, it's hard. Oh, it's painful. Oh, it costs me. And then what we end up doing is we succumb uh, to, to this resistance. But that's not what Paul encourages us to do. He encourages us to press. He encourages he's like, he beats his body, kind of puts it into submission for his purposes. He says he strikes a blow to his body to make it his slave. And really what this is, is a battle of wills. Do you have a, do you have ba- a battle of wills inside of you? I know I do. So this, this re- resistance that we're talking about is working to de- develop discipline and understanding that we have two wills that are kind of warring against each other. See, we have a desire to win. We have a desire to accomplish. We have a desire to remain faithful. We all want to see breakthrough in our life. We all want to see kingdom outcomes. We all want to see spiritual fruit and healthy fruit in our lives, don't we? But guess what we all also want? We also want things that are easy. We want things that feel good. We don't want to have too much strain. And so what we're dealing with, this battle of wills, is this emotion and this internal and mental resistance that kind of stands in the way of our pursuit, our plans, God's will. And so this 40 days of focus, you may have come up against this resistance, and it is to be expected. But today I want to talk about it because we want us to come to it. We expect it. Let's figure out. Let's learn how we get through it, how we press through it, how we overcome. You know, because what this basically is, is learning how to deal with or or, or to go through what I should do or what I ought to do versus what I feel like doing. Having dealt with some of that, I ought to do this, I should do this, I want, I want this outcome, but here's what I feel like. It's this battle of wills. It's this spirit versus the flesh. It's the kingdom and eternal versus uh, temporary and material. Two different wills pulling in. How, how Paul put it, he's like, I strike a blow to my body. He's like, I put my body, I put my flesh into submission. I make it my slave so that I can stay uh, faithful to this pursuit, to this kingdom pursuit that God has given me. So there's a battle, and, and, and we need to realize it's inside of us, and we, 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 it means Paul is really uh, laying an example for us to get serious about it, to get aggressive, and to fight to win the internal battles that we all have. You have to fight for it. You know, it's kind of like this. You, you know, have you ever gone uh, to, a, to a gym uh, and you've seen people uh, come out, maybe go in and versus they, they come out, you know, you should be going in kind of all fresh, you got some clean workout clothes and you're smiling, ready to go. But on the way out, you should look a little bit bedraggled. You should, you, your shirt should be sweaty. You should be a little bit just worn out and tired. What does that mean? It means you had a good workout. What it means also is that you experienced resistance. 
That's why people go to the gym. To discipline the body. They go there to expect resistance. If you went to the gym and there was like no workout stuff, or all the weights were like, you know, there's everything was very light and you know, there wasn't anything to 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 um, to provide resistance, it wouldn't be a good gym because it wouldn't help you to build the muscles that you need to build. But if people go to the gym and they look just the same as the way they went in, just as nice, no sweat, just as, and, and they're leaving the gym, well, then you kind of have to wonder, well, did you get a good workout then? Did you, did you build some muscle in? Did you go there and really experience the resistance that you needed to experience to grow and to build the muscles that you were hoping for? You know, I think that, that this time, this 40 days of focus, is really about this opportunity for us to be challenged to kind of uh, face some of our obstacles, face some of our challenges, and really deal with some of the resistance and, and push through some things. Not to come, not give up, but to push through. And so as it's expected, we need to learn how to, how to do that. How do you do that? How do you push through? Because sometimes for some of us, it's so easy just to give up so easily, but we don't want to do that. So how? So what we need to do is, number one, we need to push ahead. Push forward. We have to realize that there is a push, there is a press, that we have to continue to do that work of taking difficult, challenging, uh, resistance-filled steps on a daily basis. Philippians 3.14 says this, and this is Paul saying again, he kind of says it in another way to another church, almost saying the exact same thing. Here's what he says, and we press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You know what Paul is saying here? If you want to attain the prize that God has called him heavenward in Christ Jesus, if you want to attain it, it's going to require a press, a press forward, a pushing ahead. There needs to be that press. We need to be used to or comfortable with or realize that part of our, big part of our Christian walk is one that requires us to press through resistance. It's really challenging. We have these challenges. And, 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 but these, as we press through these challenges, it really uh, develops strength. We grow, we become stronger, we become more disciplined, we become a little bit more spiritually buff, if, if you're okay with that term. That's how we receive the goal, is that we uh, press forward towards it, to press against resistance. And it requires us to develop discipline. And that's what this 40 days of focus has been about. Like, hey, Let's talk about an area of your life that you really need to press into. You need to really go against this challenge and, uh, and to work towards building uh, a muscle in, certain, in a certain area of your life. We've all chosen to do that. You know, it kind of reminds me of uh, the time in my life. I lived in Hawaii, and I was learning how to surf. And, you know, the thing about learning how to surf is you have to uh, develop muscles that you probably don't even know that you really have. You know, and there's really only one way that you can uh, build muscles that will help you to surf, and that way is to actually get out there and surf. You just kind of have to get out there and kind of be sloppy and weak and tired, and you just kind of have to keep doing it over and over. But after a while, you, you build these these muscles. You know, and, and even though it's tiring, you go through waves, you kind of push past it, and you have to learn how to duck dive and all these types of things. You just after a while, you start to build. Uh, the muscle necessary to surf. You know, as I was thinking about this, it's very easy for us to kind of make choices in life that are uh, easy ones versus the ones that are challenging and the ones that are difficult. It's like what we talked about 
a couple weeks ago, choosing easy street, the non-challenging street, versus the right street. It could be more difficult. You know, when we choose an area to focus, you know, I, I have to say this. If it's too easy for you, if you're going through your 40-day focus and it's like a cinch, we probably haven't chosen something that has enough resistance and enough challenge. Like the 40 days of focus, should, it should be an area that, that there's some resistance. And so, but on the other hand, if, you know, you were, you know, I don't know how many days in, if you're, you know, saying to yourself, man, I haven't done anything. I haven't taken one step. Well, it may be possible that you have taken something or you're trying something. It might be too difficult. And so you have to think about the weight that you're trying to pursue. And you may have to adjust and augment. Maybe you need to pick, up, pick it up a little bit and do something a little bit more challenging to build that, that discipline, that muscle. But if you've kind of bitten off more than you can chew, maybe to augment it a little bit, kind of just to get yourself moving. And you know, the goal is to actually build uh, from then on. But we have to think about that the resistance is a good thing. It's something that we need to build ourselves up and to grow. So if you, uh, you know, during this time of, of 40 days, and we're just kind of maybe getting maybe close to about halfway or so, um, then you, you might want to reconsider and think, okay, how am I doing? Do I need to make an adjustment uh, to, to what I'm doing so that I have an appropriate amount of resistance? You know, it's like for me, like sometimes I haven't been in the gym for a while and I try to start back at the way that I was, you know, the certain weights, and I realize, man, I think I'm weaker than I was before. What I need to do is augment a little bit. I need to lighten the load a little bit and then start to rebuild to get it back up to where I was before. And we gotta do that when it comes to building some of these disciplines in our life. Because if you are pressing in toward the heavenward prize, we should expect and we should need to learn to enjoy that the resistance is a part of the process. You see, the same is true of how we lift or work out physically and we expect resistance and it's a good thing there should be a press. The same is true when it comes to our, our spiritual lives. The purpose is to, to develop and, and to become disciplined and to grow and to mature. Those people that are doing the work of, of discipline and, and, and facing their the resistance and, and pressing through, these are the ones that are going to be spiritually buff. So what are some of those spiritual disciplines? We've talked about quite a bit of them. You know, some of them are very practical, but it's very spiritual such as developing uh, our, our, fi our finances, being strong in our finances, uh, having time set aside with, with God, doing our devotions, memorizing scripture, uh, uh, also doing exercise, taking care of our, our, physically, our physical body. You know, it's, it's developing healthy relationships. It's fasting. It's, it's dealing with temptation, dealing with sin. It's, it's persistence in prayers. It's de uh, devotional worship. What I just laid out there is all these different spiritual workouts that we can do that to, to build ourselves, to build our spiritual life, to build our walk with God so that we can be spiritually healthy, spiritually strong. You know, there are all these disciplines of the kingdom. And, and what we need to do is we need to realize that we need to get in shape for the sake of the kingdom of God. We need to get in shape. We need to get, to get ready to get healthy. For, for uh, God, for the, for the kingdom purposes, or God's kingdom purposes and, and his plans for us. So it's, it's time for us to not only focus on just our workouts, but also address 
our weak points. Because why? It is easy for us to just focus on our strengths and hide our weaknesses. Sometimes we want to just focus on, you know, going back to the gym illustration, we want to focus on the areas that we can kind of show off, we can kind of stick out, we kind of focus on certain muscle groups. Did you ever do that? You know, when I was younger, I remember, uh, you know, we had, um, I think, a, a, a teacher that may have been like a Mr. America, kind of a, a, a weightlifter, and so he actually became our PE teacher, and it was, so for four years, I got to be in weight training. It was a lot of fun, and so uh, what he did was he decided to organize this um, bodybuilding contest. You know, you get up in, in front of people, flex your muscles and all that kind of stuff, and so anyway, he had, you know, he was kind of trying to put together this, you know, group, and it's just high schoolers, you know, um, you know, kind of this bodybuilding contest. Well, you know, he started to kind of select some, but then there was a handful of us that were kind of like potentials, but that he decided to not let into his, his uh, show, I guess you could say. And, and the reason for that is that because we had focused on some areas of our, our, of our body, but we had neglected others. And, and we could kind of like focus on, you know, guys like to, you know, work on their biceps or work on their chest, but we don't like to work on things like our, our leg muscles or calves or something like that. And so we just kind of thought, oh man, we'll just focus on, you know, our, our upper body, but not our lower body. But he said, no, when it comes to bodybuilding, it's, it's, it's everything. Well, the same is true of, of us that we can sometimes do that, where we can actually focus on our strengths, we can focus on our gifts, but then we like to try to hide our, weak, our weaknesses, our weak points. But let me ask you this question. What would be the point of going to a gym and only focusing on your strong points, on your strengths, and never addressing your weak points. The same question I have for you is, what would be the point of going to church and only focusing on your strengths, on your strong points, on your gifts, and then neglecting or hiding your weaknesses? What would be the point? You know, I want to tell you this. Our church values addressing our weak points. Our church values it. We know that it's important. It's important to, to deal with all areas, all facets of our spiritual life. Because guess what? I know this, that one weak area, one underdeveloped area can cause great injury. One weak area is enough to cause us to slip up and, and cause us to trip up and miss out on the wind in the race. And so in order for us to value dealing with our weak point, that's why we do things like this 40 Days of Focus. What's the area that you need to grow in? What's the area that you've neglected? What area have you kind of allowed to just kind of be weak or that you've tried to hide? Let's work on it. Let's address it. Let's all become healthy and let's all grow and let's not worry about what it looks like or you know, all that kind of foolish things. But let's just make our church a place that's like a gym where we can grow and we can develop and we can mature and we're not worried about comparison and all that kind of stuff. Because these areas that we're talking about, our, our weak points will actually be our points of greatest resistance. What I, mean, what I mean by that is when I was working out, you know, my chest or my arms or whatever, it's like I was able to, you know, pump up with some weight. But when it came to like legs and the calves, that was, that was the hardest. It was the weakest area and it kind of was discouraging. The same is true of our, uh, our faith, our walk with God, our spiritual development, whether it be financial trouble, 
uh, whether it be something in our physical health, whether it be our pride or our, our lust or our, our, our emotional health, you know, whatever is those weak points, we need to be able to come clean on them and be able to say, I really need to grow in this area. I really need to develop in this area. When is the time I'm going to do it? And I want to tell you this, this is the perfect time to do it. And you're in the perfect place. This is a church that is supportive and wanting to uh, value and is valuing addressing our weak points. So you're in the right place for that. So we don't have to then believe in, or the false belief, the, the belief that we sometimes get tripped up in, is that uh, our failure in the past in some area will be our failure in the future in this area. Let me say that again. Because I have, this is the false belief, because I have been a failure in the past in a certain area, therefore, I will be a failure in this area in the future. I want to tell you this. The Bible can't disagree with me more. It can't. You know why it is? I know this. Though we have the temptation to be giver-uppers, though we have the temptation to be underachievers, that we have the, the, the temptation to, to uh, give in and, and into our flesh over our spirit. Uh, God has not called us to that, but instead he has called us to number two, to become a conqueror. Every single one of us is called to be a con- conqueror. Romans 8.37 says this, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You know why it's important for us to be a conqueror, become a conqueror? Because guess what? The Lord already calls us conquerors. In fact, he calls us more than conquerors. So becoming a conqueror is really just being what God uh, has designed you to be. It's what we are in Christ Jesus. We are more than conquerors of the external challenges as well as the internal challenges. You know, we can't uh, walk in what we have not done, but instead we walk in what God has done. It's his victory. That's what we get to, to walk in. That's what equips us. It gives us the, the power to be conquerors. To, to walk against the resistance says you can't walk according to the patterns of the, uh, of the past, but instead uh, faith in the truth of what God has done. You see, in order for us to be conquerors, we can't just walk in the patterns of the past. But instead, we have to walk in faith, knowing the truth of what God has done for us. You see, through Christ, all things are possible. For us to be more than conquerors is to be reminded that through Christ, it can be done. We can win. We can, we can beat this challenge. We can meet that goal. We can win that prize. Because in Christ, you are greater than your challenge. We have the resurrection power in us. Did you know that? The resurrection power, the power that resurrected Christ, we have in us. That gives us the ability and the capacity to conquer our challenges, to to defeat and beat our giants. That resurrection power is in us. Because Christ is in us, you are bigger than your battle. Did you know that? Because Christ is in you. You're bigger than your battle. And could you imagine actually losing to an uh, an opponent that you are better than? You know, when I was in uh, wrestling, you know, we'd have these one-on-one matches with these, you know, different people. 
it's kind of amazing these tournaments and all that kind of stuff it was, it was, it was a lot of fun you go against one-on-one -on -one against you know somebody but uh, you know one of the probably most difficult things to hear was when after you lost the match it's tough to lose a match in the first place but when you walk off the mat and your coach meets you at the edge of the mat and he says you could have beat that guy you had what it took to beat him you had more skills, you had more tools in your tool belt, you were, you know, you, you had more endurance, you had everything, but you just got beat in your own mind. You just told yourself you weren't believing that you were gonna win. And you and you lost to somebody that you could beat. That was probably the most difficult thing to hear. Just kind of, you know, it's kind of like you know, uh, you know, putting like salt in a wound or something like that, you know. But you know what? I kind of wonder if when we go to heaven, and we're on the other side of eternity, if we'll have a similar conversation, and we kind of limp into heaven, and the Lord meets us on the other side and says, you know what, that battle you had, you could have beat that guy. You know that challenge that you kind of came up against over and over again? I equipped you to beat him. You know why? Because through me, you're more than a conqueror. You know, I really believe that every obstacle and every challenge that is before us, God has given us the ability to conquer. Why? Because we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, we are bigger than our battles. And guess what? I believe that God is betting on you. And I'm betting on you too. I think that we have what it takes. We're better equipped than the opponent that's in front of us, the challenge that's in front of us. So I, I wanted to tell you this. If you are getting beaten by something. If you're losing in some area of your life, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to lose a battle that you have been equipped to win. You know, we don't have to have this belief of failure inside of us. And that false belief is because I have been a failure in the past in some area, I will be a failure in this area in the future. But the Bible can't disagree with you more. You will never win a fight that you believe you will lose. You know that? If you go into a fight and you think you're gonna lose, believe you're gonna lose, guarantee you're gonna lose. So we have to go into it having faith, believing that we're gonna win because we have the resurrection power in us. Through Christ, all things are, are possible. And he has equipped us and made us to be not only a conqueror, but more than a conqueror. But then the question is, is then, well, how do I win? How do I beat this battle? How do I uh, overcome this challenge, this problem, this giant in my way? And number three is this, find the way forward. Find the way forward. There's a way. There's a way to win. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says this, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape, the way out, that you may be able to endure it, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. You see, there is no problem, there is no challenge where there is no way forward. You know that? Every obstacle, every challenge, every problem that we come up against, there's a way to win, there's a way forward, there's a way of escape, there's a way through it. There's always a way out. There's always a way forward. There's always a way of success. There will never be a problem that you are facing that someone else hasn't faced. 
Did you know that? See, our problems, our challenges, our obstacles, what does the verse say? Are common to man. You know, sometimes we think that we are given an unfair deal. Sometimes we think that we, uh, we got the short end of the stick. Have you ever said that before? that you were given a losing hand, you're dealt a losing hand. Have you ever said those things or thought that way, felt that way? I know that I have. But the myth is that God handed you a losing hand and there is no way out. It's a myth. We believe a lie sometimes. Some of us believe that God has given us a unique set of challenges. He's only given me these problems. Only me. Only I had to deal with them. And our unique set of challenges are no-win scenarios. Some of us believe that. But this verse teaches us this. All our challenges are common to man. And God never gives us anything too great for us. And he always provides a way through it. I'm going to read that again. And some of, you, some of you might need to write this down somewhere. I feel like this is pretty powerful. Let me say it again. All our challenges are common to man. And God never gives us anything too great for us. And he always provides a way through it. That's what we can trust. That's what we can believe. That promise, despite the feeling that we have that we've got a unique set of challenges, we've got the short end of the stick, we've got delta, no winning hand, we've got to, we've got to realize that's a lie. But what I just shared is the truth. With every challenge, there is a way forward. We have to find it. And it may not be so obvious at first. We may have tried a few things in the past. We have to find the way forward because with every problem, there is a solution. Don't tell yourself that you have come up against an impossible situation. And I want to encourage those of you who have feel like in this race that God has given you, if you feel like there's a certain area of your life that, you, that you've gotten stuck, or you feel like you've just kind of plateaued, and you're realizing, man, if I stay stuck or I just plateau, I'm not going to win the race that God has for me. You see, we need to be moving forward, and we need to be pushing forward, but far too many times, you know, I have met people that have really just gotten stuck in life. There's some area of their life, and they're stuck. And I've met with people on, on, on many occasions that tell me their problems, and you know, I can't move forward. And it's pretty interesting how the conversation will go. Someone says, I'm stuck. I can't move forward. And so here, you know, in a meeting with me, I'm a pastor. And so what I do is I start to, to come up with some ideas, come up with some encouragements. I'll start to brainstorm with them. Have you thought of this? Have you tried this? You know? And you know, all too often, I'll hear people respond with this. Oh, I can't do that because of this. Oh, that won't work because of that. Oh, I thought of that before, but then I just decided. So what's happened is they're stuck, and as I'm giving, helping them, or trying to be a helper, trying to give them these ideas, these solutions, it's just kind of like they keep shooting down every possibility. And at the end of this conversation, guess what? I get discouraged. Not because of the problem, but it's really I get discouraged because of their belief about the problem. They believe there's no way forward. They believe there's no way out. But that goes against what this scripture says. This scripture says uh, that, that with every struggle, with every temptation, 
that God would never give us anything that's beyond our ability, and he always provides the way of escape. He always provides the way out. There's just got to be a way. So that's my encouragement to you, that if you start to believe that nothing will work to help you to move forward, I want to tell you this very uh, strong, fundamental, theological truth. It's baloney. <laughs> that's the best way I can tell you. If you believe that there's no way forward, no way out, that's baloney. All right? God's Word has given us story after story of people who have overcome the most difficult challenges, the biggest of problems, the the, 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 the largest of giants. And these are problems just like the ones that we're facing. And so we can learn from their stories. We can learn from these stories of overcoming some great challenges and great problems and dealing with great resistance. You know, I think that a lot of times we need to learn how to pray with a problem-solving heart, to come before the Lord and be able to say, Lord, I've got this problem. I've got this challenge. And if we can learn how to pray, Lord, there's got to be a way forward. God, there's got to be a way through this. God, there's got to be a way I can press past these, this, this area of resistance. I don't want to stay stuck. I don't want to stay plateaued. And so if we come before the Lord with this sort of praying mentality, I believe that God will speak to us and show us the way. So we have to pray a prayer like this. God, I know there is a way forward. Show me the way. Look at uh, we have to sometimes have to look at our Bible. We have to say, I know that the answer is somewhere in here. Open up our Bible with this sort of like uh, search, like a detective. There's got to be the solution. There's got to be the answer in here. We also have to be willing to look at people and books and to look at them as resources and say, I can learn from the people and I can learn from the books and the resources around me. And we have to trust that God will give us the solutions and the possibilities to move forward. You know, I want to tell you this, that over the last few weeks that I have been uh, just so encouraged uh, watching different people in our church take some really uh, bold steps in their faith. Bold steps to start to work towards building areas of weakness, to see people start to uh, build some, some disciplines. And I'm seeing people press. I'm seeing some some. some uh, uh, challenges, but I've also seen some victories. You know, I wish I could share everybody's story, but you know, a lot of these are you know confidential. But I know folks are sharing them in our different Sunday circles and things like that. And I just want to let you know, I I have nothing but just uh, affirmation and just encouragement for everybody who are, are really who's taking this time uh, seriously, this forty days, and really wanting to see some breakthrough. You know, I really believe that even though we're feeling resistance, I am really believing. There's going to be some beautiful outcomes that we're going to be seeing on the other side of this. So I just really wanted to encourage every one of, the, one of you, keep it up. Resistance is part of it. Let's press in. Uh, let's become uh, more disciplined. Let's become uh, uh, stronger in our faith and stronger in our walk with God and be ready and prepared uh, to be a part of advancing the kingdom of God. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this, this time that we have set aside desiring to grow and desiring to see some breakthrough, uh, desiring to see uh, uh, us um, uh, develop discipline uh, in our life. And so God, I just pray for each person that are taking steps. I just ask for help. When people get discouraged, God, I pray that you'd encourage them. 
that when, when, pre, when people are, are believing things that aren't true, I pray that you encourage them with, with truth and, and with faith, God. Each one of us, God, we can't really do this without your help. This is not about us. This is about us learning how to lean on you and to trust you for, for a breakthrough, transformation, and growth in our life, Lord. So I pray that you just help each one, encourage each one, support each one uh, in this time as we continue to grow together. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, everyone. Have a great week.